All right, listen up. I got a best of the Eric St. Show podcast, but you know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm making it here from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. I love that. And uh, as I sit here on Monday, July 26th, uh, when I get this show produced, it'll be my fifth show that I've made. I've been just hammering these things out. They kind of all run together. You're getting, oh, my God, holy cow. I was talking with Jason Teary about this, a dude behind uh, Hey Guys Media Group and uh, Rideshare Podcast and whatever. What what the hell is the name of the podcast? Take a ride and get fucked or, some, or something like that. Uh, uh, Uber, go fuck yourself podcast or uh, what the hell is it called? I forget. I don't know. Uh, gig econ- That's what a gig economy podcast and the Threads podcast, too. I don't think... I don't think it's it's called get an Uber, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right, now, listen, you got to understand, I'm punchy right now. So I think I'm hilarious. You got to understand that. So, okay. Uh, where the hell is it? Oh, my God. I, I had this ready to go, and now I can't find it. Hang on. Okay, I'm preparing. I uh, just got into the uh, recording studio. Uh, the walls are uh, decorated with gold records. Uh, I mean, I didn't earn them. I just purchased them online via eBay. But uh, uh, as you know, I fancy myself as an excellent singer. I mean, anybody who's ever heard me do karaoke, I mean, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. So uh, I promised you that I would unload some more. So let's do it. Yes, I got Steve Earl to record this. Are those bagpipes are supposed to be in the original. Were those bagpipes? Boom! Oh my God! Black Dad. 
the original you know i mean seriously i i i I pride myself as being able to handle myself around the microphone when it comes to doing the podcast and you know whatever it's taken me pretty far i guess but this is the real beauty this is i was born to sing and you all know it oh uh, ladies i'm sorry that you have to go home and change your underwear guys i'm sorry about that pants full of jizz uh, we move on. Holy cow. So I have fallen onto something great here uh, on the Best of the Eric St. Show podcast. This is something I would never dream of doing on Facebook because you're like, I read enough. We can't have this. That's illegal. They give me a Facebook ticket. All right. Wow. Okay. As we get started from the uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Please remember you can email me anytime on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Eric at ericzaneshow.com. Comedy tonight. Gary Owen is in town in West Michigan. You can check him out. Several spots, Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon. Uh, There is a link in the comments of this podcast. The Park Theater in Holland for Friday night. Saturday is at Spectrum Lanes in Wyoming for two shows. 
And then Gary is uh, will be at Billy's Lounge for two shows on Sunday, believe it or not, 7 and 9.30 p.m. Tickets start at $35. You can get it, uh, again, by clicking on the link at Eric Zane, not Eric Zane, and the show notes of this podcast. Or just go to Back Alley Comedy Club on Facebook, and you'll be able to check it out there. Okay, nice. Uh, let's see. Just got a text from Diana. Funny. Okay. Uh, where was I? Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid. You need your car repaired there. I love them so much. One of the uh, sponsors early on in on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Letter E, letter R, Vines, Irvines.com. Go there and look at the Google reviews. Okay. You have uh, review after review from something as particular as car repair. Not easy to do. You know, people are finicky. The Google review is a great equalizer, unless you're Kenny, who just uses those to be destructive in his own way. Uh, but they have managed to average like 4.9 stars or something ridiculous in a tricky business like automobile repair and keep those customers happy. So, you know, I can sit here all day and tell you about Irvine's. These are people that have, uh, um, uh, you know, who don't have podcasts, who are just ready to tell the world about the amazing service that they've gotten at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV in West Michigan, E-R-V-I-N-E-S dot com. Okay, on to the old stuff, the best of stuff on the podcast. Uh, baseball manager Tony LaRussa, who, where is he now? I don't know. He had just gotten a job somewhere. I probably talk about it in this clip. He's been around forever. Uh, my, is it the White Sox? I think it is. Tony LaRussa? Now I got to know. Now I got to see. Russa. Yes. He's the manager of the White Sox. Well, he's got the thirst, old Tony LaRussa. And uh, this has happened before where, you know, he has one too many and he gets behind the wheel of a car. Ah, what an asshole. All right, so I talk about that because that happened. And then I dove into the uh, subject matter of when, uh, well, I used to drink a lot too. I haven't dr- uh, drank in, oh, God, 25 years now. But, oh, man, it's a damn good thing. It's a miracle that I didn't get uh, uh, locked up with that on my record forever uh, as I share some of the stories of when my own stupid habits uh, uh, took over in my life too. People say, Zane, we love it when you tell the stories about you. Yeah, well, that's, that's all I know how to do. So that's featured in this best of segment. Enjoy. Uh, I want to get into this Tony Larusa thing, the uh, manager for the Chicago White Sox, and this is uh, this is quite a uh, quite a sequence here that we need to discuss. Um, first of all, Larusa, uh, I don't know, maybe a decade ago, he got popped for a DUI then, um, and and so he's done this before, and. Uh, <sighs> Boy, this is rough. 76 years old. There is absolutely no excuse for anybody to drive drunk, okay? I didn't kill anybody, but he is going to get in big trouble. And the thing is, the White Sox are saying now that they knew that this had happened prior to him getting the job. Now, I don't know know if I can necessarily say that, that that they shouldn't have hired him, but, oh, God. This is just kind of a mess because the details are coming out about it. Um, if it just went down the road of he got a Dewey and then that's it. Um, but the details are kind of, uh, as they say, devil in the details. 
Uh, the story is that he did a lot of don't you know who I am as he was arrested. This happened way back in late October. The Dewey in uh, Maricopa County, Arizona. A blood and breath test taken the night of his February arrest show his blood alcohol level over the .08 limit. All right. Um, the article from ESPN says, yep, the White Sox knew about the pending charges, which were actually filed one day before the team officially hired him. Uh, and, uh, and so it is the second, uh, offense. The first one was in 07, actually in Florida. Initial details of the arrest were provided in an affidavit from the arresting officer. The incident report by the Arizona Department of Public Safety fills in gaps and shows LaRusa appearing incoherent, referring multiple times to his Hall of Fame credentials. Uh, okay, this is how it all started. The cop walks up to the car, which was blocking the right-hand lane on State Route 143. LaRusa said, hey, I got a flat tire. I hit something once I got on the 43, he said. LaRusa said he was returning from dinner with friends with the California Angels baseball team. Uh, apparently, LaRusa is not too good with details because uh, it's it's known as 143, the, uh, the road. And they're no longer the California Angels. They're the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, he was a special advisor for that team before the White Sox hired him to manage. Uh, he hadn't been in baseball for nine years. The cop asked him for ID. According to the report, LaRusa uh, was like, yeah, whatever. He's like on the phone talking to AAA about the flat tire, and the cop's like, give me your ID. Uh, the officer repeated the command. And uh, LaRusa then was pulling everything out of his wallet, trying to find his driver's license. He threw money and other cards out of the passenger seat, but could not produce the license. The officer then asked him to hang up his phone and to work more closely on getting the license. While shuffling through his money and cards, LaRusa twice passed over the license and the cops like, there, there, there it is, there it is. And the guy, he's not paying attention to him. He's just continued to shuffle through all these fucking cards. And then he finally hands it to the cop. The officer asked LaRusa, I, I think I need to get you out of the car for a field sobriety test. LaRusa said, ah, hey, man, I don't know. I, went, I had a hip replacement four weeks ago. And he said, why are we doing tests? I'll tell you why you're doing tests, you dumb fuck. You're drunk. The officer said, well, I smell the booze. How, how do you think you're going to be able to get away with this if you've been drinking and you actually get pulled over? To me, it's, it's you might as well just start by saying, hey, I've been drinking. Give me the test. Let's get it over with. Okay, no need for any of this field sobriety shit. Let's just take the test and move on. I've been drinking. I'm hoping I pass. If I don't, we're going to have to fucking deal with this. Uh, side note. Uh, when I used to drink, I am, uh, there was more than I've told, I've told two of these two stories, uh, in the past, but there was two times when I could very easily have been arrested for drunk driving time. Number one, 
in Saginaw, Michigan, at a radio event with Z93. The only way you could watch the Lions games back then in the early 90s was by going to a facility that had closed-circuit television. And there was a place called uh, Saginaw um, Cinema and Suds. And it was a movie theater where you could drink. I mean, that was a big deal back then. So they would get the closed circuit, and then the people would watch the, the Lions lose every, every home game because the Lions' home games, they weren't televised because uh, they wouldn't sell out. And if they don't sell out, they don't televise the games locally. So we came up with this idea to show up and uh, charge people out the door. It was great. And so we're sitting there getting drunk, and I'm drinking my ass off, and Queen of the Forest and I are sitting there. She's like, woo! Look at my tits. Oh, yeah. Who's going to do me? Uh, no, she wasn't really doing that. But uh, at least she wasn't saying that last thing. But uh, so, she, you know, I'm sitting there just pounding them, and we stumble out to the car. We're like, who's going to get us home? I don't know. Fuck it. Let's just do it. As so we get in the car. And, uh, you know, we're all pissed off because the Lions lose again. I got a long way to drive back to uh, Mount Pleasant. I got to go Saginaw to Mount Pleasant. That's a haul. And I'm drunk. I'm not buzzed. I'm drunk. I'm like <laughs> sloshed, hammered. And I'm like barely awake driving this car. It's amazing. I'm on a, on a part of the road where uh, this stretch of road is called M20, where it's one lane going one way, another lane. It's a death road. Drunks cross that line all the time and whammo. And here I am. Fucking 22 years old, just blitzed, son of a bitch. And then there's a cop behind me. It's a state cop. Uh-oh. Uh, get all the pennies and shove them in my mouth. I had been convinced that uh, if you put coins in your mouth, you can defeat the breathalyzer. That's a myth. It's not true. I'm, my wife, she said, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm taking all this change and putting it in my mouth. Cop comes close. I spit it all back out, put it back in there. And then, you know, I'm completely drunk. And he, I rolled down the window. And then I look at him and I say, hi, officer, what's the problem? Calmly. Now, um, I somehow had the ability to pull it together. I don't know if that was radio work training or what but i was suddenly not drunk according to what he saw and he goes well uh you know i got you speeding there you were doing so and so i don't know 670 and a 55 uh can i see your license insurance uh you know all that shit oh yeah oh my gosh well that's ridiculous honey can you grab that out of the glove box for me okay here you go oh my god what an idiot i am yeah okay just uh just just wait right there i'll be right back now, I stink. I'm drunk. It's just re remarkable. And uh, he uh, comes walking back up to the car. He has a ticket. And uh, he goes, here you go, uh, Mr. Eric. Here's your driver's license proof and all that shit. And uh, I'm going to give you a ticket. I'm only going to give it. Uh, I'm not going to give it for as fast as you were going. It's going to save you a little bit of money. But it is. Uh, he gives me all this information. And I. He, that was it. This was the worst cop ever. How could he not know? I mean, seriously. Oh, that was so lucky. I should have marks all over my record. 
This is why one of the reasons why I quit drinking, because I'm just a menace. I am the worst. Thank God this is no longer an issue. Son of a bitch. And then the other time, I was with, my, I was with Push-Up Paul, and I pulled out into the road, and uh, uh, you know how, like, when you make a left, you get in the left turn lane and then then merge over to the right when it's so busy you can't, can't even, you can't get all the way across. You kind of get in the left lane and then cruise at a slow speed. Well, I did that. I got in that left lane, and I'm looking over my right shoulder. Paul's next to me. He's bombed. He's half awake. I'm shit-faced. And while I'm looking over my right shoulder, I, I see a clearing, and I punch it. But in front of me, uh, another lady is in front of me, and she wants to actually make a left, but I don't even know that she's there. And I just smashed the shit out of her car. And so immediately, Paul wakes up, and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. And he sees me shoving pennies in my mouth, and I'm like, son of a And he goes, what the fuck are you doing, you stupid asshole? Putting pennies in your mouth. I don't know it works, man. And uh, I don't know why. I mean, there was no cop there, so I'm not sure why I was shoving the pennies in my mouth. So then she gets out, and and I have, uh, I tell you what, I must be living right, or must have been living right, because uh, I spit out the pennies. I get out of the car. I go walking up to her, and uh, I go, and I remember saying to her, don't call the cops. Don't call the cops. And she's looking at me. Now, if someone says you don't call the cops, don't call the cops. What do you do? You call the cops. And, uh, she doesn't know that I'm drunk. And uh, she goes, well, uh, I don't know. It looks to be nothing wrong with the car. And you see, this is proof positive that I live a charm life because there absolutely was something wrong with the car. The bumper was mangled. I have smashed the shit out of her car. And uh, I have no idea what happened. There's some genie that's casting a spell on her that says, your car looks perfectly fine. You will not, because a Vulcan mind trick, or uh, whatever, using the force, you will not call the cops. Your car looks fine. You will move on and not call the cops. There, You did not see him spitting coins into his hand. He is not drunk. And she's like, oh, okay, sounds good. And she gets in the car and she leaves. That was it. I think if I got off scot-free, nothing happened. Oh, my God. Thank God in June of 96, I said, now is the time to stop. You're going to kill someone. Man. LaRusa gets out of the car and he says, why are we doing the tests? The officer says, well, I can smell it on you. The officer discussed administering a portable breath test. LaRusa said, well, I don't trust that. And the cop said, eh, you don't have to. Blow into this. Um, and then LaRusa, according to the report, said, quote, what makes you think I don't have control of my facilities? Well, I think uh, uh, evidence piece number one, uh, you're you're not saying that right. It's supposed to be have control of my faculties. Uh, we don't care about you not having control of your facilities, idiot. Uh, again, uh, how, how crazy is it that in the sent in that sentence, he actually uh, speaks it like he's drunk when he's trying to make the case that he's not drunk. What makes you think I don't have control of my facilities? Dummy agreed to the breath test. He says, ah, whatever. If it gets me out of here, it's not. He then blew a 0.90, or I'm sorry, 0.090, 0.90. 
He'd be dead. Uh, the officer placed Larusa under arrest for a Dewey. When read his Miranda rights, Larusa said, "Quote." I don't know my rights because you told me once I blow into that thing, we'd be done. So is he under the impression that if he blows into it, he gets to go home? Because it sure seems that way in that quote. The officer asked if LaRussa had any drinks. He replied that he had one glass of wine at dinner. Uh, before the arresting officer placed him in a vehicle, LaRussa said, okay, this is where it gets great. Do you see my ring? When asked what he meant, LaRusso said, I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. He continued. So now we get into the don't you know who I am. I'm legit. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother. You're trying to embarrass me. If I'm the cop, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care at all. And you're doing a hell of a job embarrassing yourself right now. The only thing that could be worse is if you suddenly started shoving coins in your mouth. I heard about one asshole in Michigan who does that from time to time. Uh, once at the uh, police station, LaRusso requested a phone call. 107 a.m. around 90 minutes after the arrest, he asked to speak with a supervisor. According to the report, he, he declined to submit a blood sample test. Uh, a blood sample to test his blood alcohol content. I'm not doing this. He says, that's all right. We'll get a, uh, we'll get a warrant. Not hard to do. They got the warrant. They took the draw and it is test. Uh, and now it's re registering 0 0.095. Uh, when reached for comment on Monday night, LaRussa picked up the phone. Like someone from ESPN has the number. They go, all right, let's call this number. And LaRussa picks it up and he says, I have nothing to say. And he hung up the phone. A message left Tuesday for LaRussa's lawyer, Larry Kazan, was not returned. And that is that. No big deal. I mean, a Dewey is a Dewey. They'll, uh, I mean, it's, it's awful that this guy can't get it right. I mean, seriously, at that age, 76 years old, how can you be such a fuck up? Here you are, infinitely wealthy. With so much to lose, you know, your life, someone else's life, your freedom over something like that. And considering there, there should be no excuse in this day and age for drunk driving because of rideshare programs. And hell, there was no excuse back then when all they had was cabs. There is uh, there's a million and one ways to get from one place to the other. Uh, there is. And, and the fact that he at that this advanced age continues to make such stupid decisions. If I'm his boss, the Chicago White Sox, I, I don't, uh, I mean, and, and you know this, uh, how, can you, how can you let him slide? There, there, there had to have been a moment in time when they were courting him to take the job where they said, so yeah, we're aware that you got another Dewey. What's going on there? Can you give me an explanation that makes sense that might ease our minds about hiring you and I guess he came up with something or they didn't ask. You know how it is, especially in sports. If you are a performer, they'll let you get away with anything. Maybe they, maybe there was a little bit of that there, but this doesn't tell you what. It makes that A.J. Hinch uh, hired by the Detroit Tigers look a little bit uh, better instead of a dumbass like Larusa. Holy shit. All right. We are hitting pause on the best of. You know, I like to uh, play you something that's, you know, 
uh, from the past and then check back in and say, oh, by the way, on this free podcast, uh, I am saluting the sponsors. It's what I do. It's what I have been doing for the last two and a half years, and I'm very, very thankful. So please help me out by engaging my sponsors. Right now I'm talking about cars and dumpsters. If you want to buy a new or a certified pre-owned Honda, there is only one place to do that. If you are in my neck of the woods, you can go in person to Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A Honda Granville.com. All right. Uh, that's uh, their website. You can shop online if you want or go in person. They are on Kennewa, right by 44th Street next to the Cracker Barrel. Can't miss it. Great Honda dealership. Enormous campus. Uh, tons of brand new inventory. Uh, certified pre-owned inventory, even the, uh, the the used cars, too. You can get one of those there at Sarah Honda Granville. When you go in, please say hello to either Cameron or Thad and say, hey, Eric Zane mentioned me. You will be helping your old pal Eric immensely. Uh, if you don't get a chance to talk to them, please mention it to whoever's selling you the car there. They know that you're educated when it comes to uh, car buying. The, the uh, buyer has the power, so... They're not going to pull your chain on anything. You come in and you know what you have in mind. Say, yeah, I want this car. The price is marked right there for you. It's not going to get any lower because they know you have uh, a knowledge of cars that are just like that at any other dealership. They are awesome there at Sarah Honda. They want to make sure make you a satisfied customer. S-C-R-R-A Honda.com. I'm sorry. Sarah Honda Granville.com. All right. Uh, my pals, Emilio. And Kyle from Dumpster Divers are truly amazing. These guys worked for another business called Two Men in a Truck for a while. And they go, hey, let's get into our own business. What is it? What are we going to do? Let's uh, manufacture dumpsters. And we're going to get them out to the public. And we're going to spread the word on the Eric Zane Show podcast. And people are going to rent our dumpsters. That's it. So awesome. DumpsterDiversLLC.com. If you are in West Michigan and you need a dumpster, this is who I'd love you to call. Okay. Very, very important. You will not spend as much money with dumpster divers. Why? Well, when you call any other company, they're going to put this enormous monstrosity into your driveway with a uh, weight limit that you can't possibly attain. And 95% of the time by filling it with whatever it is you're throwing into it. Okay. But you're paying for that extra weight threshold because when they take it to the dump, that's how they're going to make your, their money a little bit more from you. And you don't even need that. Dumpster divers is well aware of that. So they don't, the price point is lower. So you're already paying less. All right. In the event you go over the weight limit, they'll just prorate it and you'll pay a little bit more and still less than what you're paying with the other guys. Not all dumpster companies are created equal. DumpsterDiversLLC.com. Love them. Reach out to them. In fact, Call or text is what they want you to do. Make sure I got this down. DumpsterDiversLLC.com. You can see all this information there. Call or text 616-375-9962. 616-375-9962. Dumpster rental, junk removal services, uh, demolition, and deconstruction. They do it all at Dumpster Divers. Okay. Continuing on with the best of the Eric St. Show podcast, I uh, stumbled across... A story about the things that cause us, as people living our day-to-day lives, the most stress. All right. Check this out on the Best of the Eric St. Show podcast. I saw this. This is a story that uh, came across my desk about stress 
right now that we are dealing with, that a lot of people are dealing with. And uh, this story from Good Morning America, it, uh, it just seemed a little bit kind of like a nothing burger when there are suggestions. Uh, but when it comes to stress, there are a number of people, not me, uh, a number of people, well, may, maybe a little, I, I take it back. I have felt stress because of the election and I have felt stress because of the pandemic. But for the most part, I have this in check. And when I say stress, I just mean, uh, oh, God, I think Bruce just did something. Uh, I mean, like uh, wondering what's going on, you know, and at the end of the day, it's over. So uh, we just move on. Uh, but they, they have a big article. They made a big deal on Good Morning America about uh, what Americans can do when it comes to dealing with stress, because not everybody's uh, can compartmentalize that or, or sweep that under the rug or move on with their lives. And they they let it get the best of them. So but what they did to me builds more stress because the article talks about uh, uh, 10 apps you can download that can help you with stress now i'll tell you this there are apps on my phone that are that make it so i'm completely mindless so i like candy crush and i'm playing that stupid game and then i realize how much i suck at it so i get stressed out but that's the type of thing where you're supposed to flush the stress away but you know what i find i find that the more plugged in i am the more i am have a device in front of me the more stress i actually get so it doesn't matter if I'm looking at an app or I'm playing a game or doing something like that. To me, if I have a device in my hand or it is something digital, that to me is stress. And right away when I saw the article, I said, I know exactly how to relieve stress. I have a, a foolproof way to do that. And uh, several things, actually. And it's not just sex. That, that does help. But there are other um, um, uh, ways that are... Um, more long form and you can have more success with. And so I'm going to talk about that because I thought about it. And then at the end of the article, they said, but the best way is to do these things. And it kind of lined up with exactly what I was talking about in my own head. So uh, this, this list talks about a number of uh, uh, freaking apps, headspace, uh, where they offer you hundreds of guided meditations, including ones you can do on the go. Now I'll just tell you this when it comes to dealing with stress, for me, sitting still and just meditating um, doesn't really align with my hyperactivity. Uh, oh, boy. I ooh, That just sounds like absolute torture. I would rather talk about the election or the pandemic than sit there and try to be quiet. Ugh. The Insight Timer. No idea. It, uh, users can modify the meditation to what they need at the moment, choosing calming tones such as ambient sounds or the sounds of bells. Oh, God. To me, uh, 95 seconds and a quarter mile, lungs burning, heart about to explode out of chest. That's, uh, that's more like what I'm looking at. There's another uh, one called a Happify which for the name alone, I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, basically, you're playing games on a smartphone. Talkspace allows users to connect virtually with a licensed therapist. For $49 a week, you get private access to a therapist via text, audio, or video. Video chat as often as daily or multiple times a day. What are the odds, though, that it's just some guy in Nigeria who's not even a therapist? He's just taking your money. Uh, an app called Stigma, which actually doesn't sound that great. Isn't that what you don't want, a stigma? 
stigma. Creating a word cloud may be the first thing that comes to mind when one thinks of therapy, but it is a tool in this app. Stigma provides an easy way to journal. Yeah, I've, I've heard about journaling. In fact, I had uh, I think it was Adam just suggested uh, to me, not, not Adam up north, um, journaling. Well, isn't that just, is there some, is it just writing down your day? Is that like Dear Diary? Um, some people do that at bedtime. I could see possibly that, uh, that helping. Uh, there's an app called Anxiety Reliever. Subscription-based app has audio sessions that focus on relaxation and overcoming anxiety and stress. Does this show relieve anxiety and stress? I would think that it doesn't. I would think that my show actually is stressful. There's another app called 10% Happier. More meditating. I'll never forget, uh, I, I think I've meditated once in my life. When I was trying to astral astral project, Brian Tracy, look it up. He's convinced that if you if you put your mind to it and follow his techniques, you can actually take your uh, being and put it out onto the astral plane where you can where you can like fly and do weirdo shit like that. I tried that once. I thought I was going to lose my mind. If you hear the dogs playing, they're playing off camera. Really cute though. Uh, O'Neill's sounding like Chewbacca again. Uh, I was, uh, when I was in California for kidney testing in August, I was looking for my cousin's bro- uh, husband and, uh, where, where's Bruce? Where's Bruce? I want to talk to Bruce. I was just, I was getting to know this guy and he's becoming my, uh, man crush. And then, uh, I, I walk, I walk around and he's in the backyard and he's meditating. He's laying on a lounger. He's meditating. Oh, he's got candles all around. I'm like, oh shit. That means I can't talk to him for extended time. There's another app called calm which is all about sleeping, meditating, relaxing. All right. Then they give these tips. Shut the fucking TV off. Set limits on how much news you consume. My God, this couldn't be more, more, uh, more appropriate. This is all you need. Put the fucking thing down and go rake the leaves for 45 minutes. Oh, my God. I feel like a new man when I can put a fucking device down for extended time. Um, uh, but bear in mind, I have a fear of missing out, and I'm always like, I'm always like stressing. This is what, I, what makes me tick. I'm always stressing that I don't have enough things to talk about on the podcast. Never mind anything else. I'm more stressed about not having anything to talk about with you than I am having my kidney removed, and that is, I, I swear to God, on a stack of Bibles, I am more stressed about, out of all the things I'm stressed about, kidney is like way down. And you would think, I mean, it's fucking ass backward. This is so stupid. I Out of all the things that I would have an excuse to be stressed about, I, it would be the kidney, but I don't know of any stress about that at all. You fucking go there, you fall asleep. Snippy, snippy, you wake up. Oh, God, fuck, what did you do to me? That hurts. Shit, let's go get Let's go get a fucking Bush N.A. All right, smell you later. Bye. That's it, you know? Uh, it just feels like I really did ab rip, uh, ripper X way too much. That's how it's going to feel. Set limits on how much news you consume. Translation, fucking leave it alone. Go outside and do something. Number two, get involved. Again, put down your phone and go do something productive 
Uh, they suggest volunteering, which is what I have been uh, uh, talking about in the last few days on the show, which I can't, by the way, still the guy still hasn't called me yet from the radio station. Yeah, I want to help you. Is there any way I can sign up for that? Pissed me off so bad. I mean, fuck. What do I got to do? I can't even get a volunteer job at a radio station. Shit. Uh, all right. So do that. Get involved. Do some volunteering. That always feels great when you when you uh, when you uh, actually volunteer to do something and you get something done, whether it be volunteering a soup kitchen, whatever it may be. It's just really spectacular. It's a great, great feeling. Stay active. Yes. How long have we talked about this? Go out and move. Run. All right. The best of the Eric Zane Show podcast rolls on more in just a bit. Okay, thank you very much for uh, for checking this out. You know, I really wanted to make sure I got plenty of content while, while I was away. So thank you for checking out the Best of the Eric Sancho podcast. Okay, now, my friends at Cornhole America. Oh, my God, I cannot stress enough how fun it is to see whatever it is you want put onto a set of cornhole boards. You can have the Eric Sancho podcast cornhole boards. What you do is you go to cornholeamerica.com, type my name in the search field, and you will see the cornhole boards with me bent over, and where the cornhole is is right where my asshole is. It's hilarious. Thank you to Dirk for coming up with the idea to use that picture. By the way, in that picture, that was probably like 10, 12 years ago, I didn't have a gray hair on my head because I used to dye it. And man, my wife hated that, but anyway. Kind of embarrassing. Cornholeamerica.com. Put whatever you want onto a set of cornhole boards. If you don't want me, I'll bend over on it with my show logo. You can put anything on there. Okay? These are the last set of cornhole boards you will ever purchase. So awesome. Great fun. Order them and have them shipped to you anywhere in the US, uh, USA. I almost said USE. God. USA. Cornholeamerica.com. Okay, not as much fun, at least for us, but it is for this nerd, Frank Fuss, who is the man behind My Policy Shop Insurance, found online at MyPolicyShop.com. He is an, a, a guru on Medicare and, and also uh, buying on the marketplace, helping you with your policy from your employer, uh, it's incredible. Life insurance, financial planning. He does it all, man. This is what I want you to do. If you are turning 65 in the next six months, go to buyinsurancehere.com. Fill out the form and off you go. There's a spot that says, how'd you hear about me? Make sure you write on Eric Zane shows, uh, on, on Eric Zane's stupid podcast. And then Frank will be in touch with you because Medicare is tricky. And if you just think, oh, well, when I turn 65, it starts. There's so much more to it. And don't be left uninsured, for God's sake. Uh, MyPolicyShop.com and the website that I want you to go to for uh, uh, so that uh, Frank can reach out to you. I sound like I'm drunk. BuyInsuranceHere.com. Okay, do that. I had a one-day contract with the Detroit Red Wings. It was a couple of years ago, and I was so stoked about it. Uh, and, man, there is a lot to this story because a couple of twists and turns that led to some amazing things, and I have audio from when I did public address for the Red Wings uh, red and white prospect game. 
Okay, check that out right here. It's the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. All right. Hey, hey, hockey town. I was uh, doing the public address for the Red Wings, their annual scrimmage, the red and white game, which culminates their development camp. These are the youngest of the young in the Red Wings organization. Okay? And this is a key thing for these young players because if they do well in development camp, then they get invited to prospect camp, which happens coming up in Traverse City in, uh, I think, this month. I'm not positive. And then, if they do well in prospect camp for that tournament, they get invited They get invited to training camp. So this is huge for these young guys. You got the, uh, the, the draft just finished last week. So uh, you got their top draft picks are there and of uh, the previous years. And uh, guys that they have their eye on who get invited to the, uh, to the uh, camp. So excellent. Now. How this unfolded for me, which some of you may not know, was, hey, uh, the guy who normally does it uh, cannot make it, and the backup who we normally have doing it cannot make it, so we're going to you. And I go, well, hell yes, I want to do this. Now, I thought it was last week. First of all, that was a problem. Bad start. And then I figured out it's not, and then here I am getting ready and excited about this event. As, I, um, as I'm driving over there, I have to be there at about 11 a.m. The game Saturday starts at noon. And it's at the Belfour Training Center, which the Red Wings um, uh, complex for Little Caesars Arena has this training facility attached to it. It's just a small practice rink with probably 1,000 seats in it. So, okay, great. Good, good opportunity to get my foot in the door. You never know what'll happen. The game ops guy who runs the show uh, is a dude who used to work with the Griffins, Fisher, Kevin Fisher. And uh, so this was cool. Uh, I got my foot in the door that I, I just agreed to do it. Now I'm driving there and I'm following the directions. Now, you know, when someone sends you a link to and you just click on it and map your Google Maps or whatever opens right up and it's just you just hit directions and then begin route. That's what I did. Now, I've struggled with that in the past because for some reason, sometimes it takes you to the wrong place. So I wasn't using the app I normally use. And then uh, off I went. Near the end of the trip, I'm like one mile from the facility and I start to have doubts about where I'm at. And... uh Turns out I'm one-tenth of a mile from the facility. And I'm like, okay, this is not correct. And I call up Kevin. And where the map has taken me is not to downtown Detroit, which where I assumed, first I assumed it was there, part of the complex, Belfort Training Center. And then as I was getting closer and I realized I wouldn't be downtown, I thought, well, maybe it's off of the beaten path a few miles away, you know, like 10 miles away. And I thought, uh, boy, I'm starting to have a bad feeling about this. Then I, I realized I was in the River Rouge area of Down River. Now, this is all refineries and shit here. There is nothing here but, ref- but these giant uh, places where they make uh, fossil fuel and, and jet fuel. And it's all the industry that is Detroit is Down River. And I'm in it. 
And there is, you you don't stop here because there's nothing to see. The only people that would ever stop here or do anything are people who are working. So I'm like, this is, this cannot be it. But I call him, I go, hey, uh, so it says here, I'm like very, very close to you. Um, can you kind of guide me in? And I haven't committed to telling him yet that I'm lost. And he starts to talk to me and he's saying Woodward and Cass Avenue and uh, places that I know are downtown by like right by where the little Caesars arena is. I go, Hey, so is the training facility in like the river Rouge complex? And he goes, what? And I go, uh, all right. That tells her that tells me I'm lost. I go, give me your exact physical address. The thing has directed me to a place I shouldn't be frustrated. I thank God I left early. So I take off. I finally get to where I need to be, and it's where it should have been, where I thought it should have been, right downtown as part of the Little Caesars Arena complex. Now, I'm wearing shorts and a button-down shirt, and I want to wear pants, and I've got my clothes in the back, but I must change. So I'm in the parking structure. I get out of the car, and, uh, well, I took off my pants, And I'm standing there in my bare feet, uh, no pants on, underwear, putting on my pants after I took off my shorts. And I called Fisher. I go, hey, check the camera. There's video of a guy standing outside of his car taking off his pants. That's me. If you can get the video, I need that video. ASAP. No word yet if he has it. So then I, uh, I meet. Luke, who is also a former Griff, gr- member of the staff of the Griffins, Luke Gagnon, who, I mean, I watched that kid grow up. This is so weird because he used to play hockey with my son when they were very, very young. Now the kid's working for the Red Wings. It was incredible. Uh, I call him Pukas. Uh, Pukas uh, brings me into the facility. Now, I don't know what's going on yet, but um, uh, we, we, and that place is so great. God, I cannot believe how cool it is. And we wander, and I noticed that we're wandering into Little Caesars Arena, and I thought he's giving me a tour. And we take an elevator up, and I'm way at the tip top of the stadium, looking down into the bull, which goes way into the ground. And uh, it, when you walk into that place, it's like a gigantic mall that um, surrounds the stadium. It's like this terrace concourse area. But it's almost like it puts the stadium with another building around it. And while you're inside looking around, you can look up and see the top of the stadium. It's, it looks like a spaceship. It's, it's fantastic. I've never really seen anything like it. And then so fast forward, we're looking down into the arena. And then he goes, yeah, you're going to be here today because the Belfort Training Center, there was a problem with the ice and it, they, they, it, it malfunctioned. So you're, the game is here. And I'm like, what? I didn't know that. Oh, my God. So I go, so this is great. This is a huge surprise to be um, that I'll be doing the game from there. So I'm like, wow, man. So um, that made me a little bit nervous, but uh, whatever. Honestly, um, I, I, I was a little nervous until we got into the area of the facility where there's an actual microphone and you're looking down and I don't know what it was. Maybe just the familiarity always being around a mic for the past 100 years. Um. I, I just felt comfortable. So uh, walk in, meet a couple people I see, and uh, then I, I get the script for the day 
for the for the game. And uh, it looks pretty basic. Actually, a lot less complex than what I would do with the Griffins. And um, the guy who's going to give me be giving me the orders is Fisher. He's seated right to my left, so I don't have to wear headphones like I do at the Griffins game. And at the Griffins game, you're down at ice level. This is you're at the very top of the stadium looking down, almost like straight down. It's quite a drop. And uh, then there you go, man. They, they call the goals up, and uh, I did the introductions. I was nervous as hell. I have audio taken from the video. The Red Wings, Ken Kell and a dude named Art Regner, and a lady, I don't know her name, do a pregame show, and then they actually do play-by-play of the YouTube video, which has been viewed like 30,000 times. It's really something. Uh, from the uh, from the Red Wings game. So, man, and uh, I swear I thought I loaded it in, but I did not. Give me one second, and I will load it in. The audio that I want to play for you. Pardon me. Uh Regner, Art Regner, the guy who is doing the color commentary with Ken Kell. Eric Zancho, fun fact. Uh, I almost got a job at a radio station called The Fan in Detroit, 11.30 a.m., about 100 years ago. Art Regner was the guy that I did my fill-in show with so they could get an idea of how I sounded, and it was terrible. I wish I could get audio of that. It starts out with these three having a conversation about the game and then passing it over to yours truly for the introductions. This is, uh, I never, ever get to listen to PA of me, ever, because I'm at the game and I just never really get around to trying to get the audio from the powers that be. But since this game was on YouTube, it was easy for me to get the audio of it. So. Welcome back, everybody. Teams are taking the ice for the red and white game. We've got Team Howe in red, Team Lindsay in white today. Just a few moments away, guys. Everybody seems to be getting really excited. We've got a pretty good crowd out here today. Yeah, certainly. I mean, the weather's really, really good. A lot of things happening in Metro Detroit with the golf tournament, the uh, Rocket uh, Classic, and then you uh, have the, you know, the Tigers are... Uh, are, are playing today honoring the 84 team and uh, you know this is really the first I would say officially nice weekend of summer it's hot it's uh, the sun's a blazing by the way art is known for being like really long-winded and uh, he can't get over the fact I mean he's sitting there equating that there's a, a crowd of people at the hockey game because it's a nice day it's hot it's a, yeah it's a nice day let's go inside and watch hockey that's that doesn't make sense sun's a blazing uh but what better way to spend the afternoon than watching some uh summer hockey and while we were off the air art you were talking about some of the fans lining up to get in and we do Ken have a Kel. good crowd for this red white game and you were saying that some of the fans were having those uh waving those german flags outside yeah the- listen to this he, I, I don't understand what's going on here see if you can follow along flags outside yeah they're you know uh, germany very very present I, I know we have greek town here german present because Moritz cider is the rookie down here and you know and i'm greek but i'm also german so uh, maybe german town is uh, not that far off right i i don't know what he's saying there i'm greek but i'm also german so maybe not greek town maybe german town oh right we might have to with mo in town you in town those are two big names right (laughs) mo cider uh yes my foundation i will be making german town i think beer sales will go up yeah i think they went too (laughs) nice those nice big steins and red with red wing logo at this point i've started talking and the girl wants to throw it to me doing the intro but art keeps talking and red with red wing logos all right guys we're gonna take a quick break here and welcome monica 
Rebecca Nantaro to the ice. She's going to sing the anthem after the team introductions. Now, I've listened to this one million times, and I get a kick out of it every time. So please indulge me and listen to it with me. This is embarrassing, but it's, it's, it has to be. Shins. At forward, number 22, Ethan Phillips. These are all very, forward, very young, young Gregor guys. McLeod. 17, 18 years old. On defense, number 73, Malti Setkov. On defense, number 28, Gustav Lindstrom. And in goal, number 31, Jesper Eliasson. I think my favorite part about this is the thumping music behind it. I freaking love it. Jesper Eliasson. And now, starting for Team Holland, wearing red. At forward, number 14, Robert Mastro Simone. Broke his foot during the game. Simone. Blocking a At shot. forward, number 90, Joe Valeno. Awesome. Great game. At forward, number 57, Jonathan Bergren. Also a great game. On defense, number 84, Casper. Shut up, Jason. Number 84, Casper Gonzalo. On defense, number 53, Moritz Sider. You got a big pop from the crowd. And in goal, number 38, Philip Larson. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and kindly remove your hats. Active and retired military may keep their hats on while rendering the military salute. Please welcome to the ice, Monica Nataro for the singing of the Star Spangled Banner. Hi, pretty. That's so pretty. Pretty, pretty lady. Can you see? Hello. Hello. Really a huge thrill. Man. So then I'm like, hey, so uh, if you ever need a backup to the backup to the backup, please uh, think about me. This is uh, this is my audition, please. Uh, wow, that would be something. Very, very cool. Um, the game went on, no problems. I didn't miss any uh, one minute left in the period, which I, I won. I, I almost did one in the second period. I looked up and it said 105 remaining. Normally, I'm trying to, I, I need to be on top of it, but it scared the hell out of me. And then whenever they score a goal, I have to hit the goal horn. There's two big plungers. It's a two-man job because they don't want anyone inadvertently hitting the goal horn. So I have to hit this big nuclear button, and then Fisher has to hit the other one for the goal horn to work. So a couple times I missed it, and Kevin had to lean over and hit both of them, but... Uh, Man, I, I can't stress enough how uh, how terrific that was. After the game, I uh, walked down to the locker room to see Dog Thompson, who had to leave early, unfortunately. So I wandered all the way down there to see him, and I saw the players coming out of the locker room. A couple of these guys are six foot six, six foot seven, off skates. So I got to see these people uh, nearly seven feet tall on skates, these young guys. So that's it for most of them. I mean, a lot of those guys won't be back. Uh, for prospect camp, you have to get the invite. So now they, the Red Wings go, and the and Steve Eiserman and, and and all of the staff, uh, Coach Blaschel, they review all of the stuff that they did over the week over this development camp, and they decide who gets invites. Really, really great. Thank you to them for reaching out to me and uh, offering me that. That was sensational. All right, there you go. The best of the Eric Show podcast rolls on.
Boy, I'm excited. Why wouldn't I be as I make this? I am counting down the days and the hours until I go on this adventure. It's vacation time, man. Let's do it. Let's, uh, you worked hard. Go enjoy it. So I'm, I'm stoked. I'm really, really happy. Uh, and I'm liking the fact that I can hammer out the best of for you. Here we go. Just a one-man show does it all. Thank you to Prince Arming for being on board with this podcast. I should check to see when the next class is. Okay, see if anything. Is. He might be taking some time off. I don't know. Uh, let's see. This show is being recorded on the 26th of, uh, of July. And the next class... By the time you hear this, yeah, that thing is in the books, I believe. Uh, yeah. So I am sitting patiently and waiting to announce the next class with Prince Arming. If you are in, uh, in or around West Michigan and you've always wanted to carry your pistol concealed, this is the guy who you want to talk to. When the next class is announced, I will let you know. Just remember, uh, there is a difference in the class that you're taking. Uh, Prince Arming, retired U.S. Army Major Steve Prince, is the absolute best. You will love him. More details when I find out what's up. Of course, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team invites you to check out them. Now, if you're in Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, or Maine, you cannot take advantage of this. But if you know somebody in another state, they can. Trust me. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Thank you very much to them. All right. Okay. I've got uh, one more story to get into. Actually, it's... uh, it's two stories in one. Something from the YMCA, which is always something funky happens there, and something at a nearby business shortly thereafter uh, at Discount Tire. I love those guys at Discount Tire. Bought so many tires from them. My God. Well, something shitty happened at Discount Tire. That coming up right here, the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. So yesterday, here you go, YMCA story. It's time for a YMCA story. It's been too long. Until I to- uh, since I told you a story from my beloved YMCA, which, by the way, Diana works at uh, right now. She works in the kids zone, taking care of the uh, of the of the little buddies, little buddies and buddettes while mom and dad are uh, busting their hump on the treadmill. The uh, redheaded dynamo is, uh, you know, watching over your kids, does doing a great job. Love her. I go to the YMCA. She's actually there, Diana. It's, it's kind of like one of the times I get to see her during the day because we so, we're like ships passing in the night now. So anytime I can see her beautiful face, that's a, that's a bonus. So I go to the YMCA. There she is. I go, hey, yeah, all right. I just got, I just got back from this gunsmith in Saranac. Now I'm, uh, now I'm here. And she's like, oh, it's good to see you. All right, okay. Well, all right, see you later. Go do my thing. Uh, she, she leaves. I leave. I'm walking out. It's like, where is the story in this story, Zane? You're you're leaving the YMCA. What could possibly happen? I'm I'm walking out of the YMCA. I get to my car. I open the door. I get in. Now, have you ever uh, 
had someone borrow your car and they move the seat and the second you sit in it, you know it's wrong. It's either the uh, recline portion is, is too far back or too far forward or the actual seat is moved too far forward or back or even just a millimeter. You sit in it so much, you're going to know that something is uh, wrong the second you sit in it. And I knew the second I got into this car that something was wrong. And I, uh, I'm like, what the, who the, who, what is going on here? And, and what I'm about to tell you about takes place in about five seconds. I set my gym bag down on the seat next to me. And then I've got this perplexed look on my face. And I'm kind of looking around. I'm a little confused. And there is a, uh, in the cup holder area, like near the stick shifter, there's like this spot where you can, your, your junk collects um, maybe some coins. For me, it's, it's uh, business cards, I, like uh, loose cards and uh, maybe a candy wrapper or two in mine. Mine is not neat at all. And um, then I noticed that my business cards are all like in one pile with a uh, a clip on it. One of those um, you see like at an office supply store, black clip with metal on it. And I go, who the, who the hell took all these business cards from these prospective clients and people that I've met and put it into a clip? So I'm looking at it. And again, this all takes place over like five seconds. I look around. I go, this car is clean. And I'm like, well, Diana's, maybe she, oh. And then in an instant, the idea flashes that she came in and cleaned my car. No. No, no, no. Uh-uh. It's a much simpler answer. She didn't, she didn't clean my car. In fact, Diana has nothing to do with this story. See what I did there? I kind of led you down that road in this story, but some of you got it. Some of you know what happened. Some asshole has the exact same car as me and has parked right next to me, and he's left his door open. I am in a stranger's car. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? What just happened? And I'm like, oh, no. This has probably happened to me like two or three times in my life. I'm sure we've all done it. Maybe. Maybe some of you have done this. And I'm like, oh, no. My God, it explains everything. I'm in the wrong car. Get out. Get out. Oh, open the door. Get out of the damn car. Close the door. Look around. (sighs) go one car over to my car and I'm like all right all is right with the world Woo! what a nightmare all right nothing to see here all good yesterday I went I made a trip over to discount tire to get uh to get the uh the uh winter tires put on this is like a ritual now Not everybody does this, but I swear by it. I've talked about it before. You need good tires. When you have winter tires, you can like, you can do anything. It's like, it's a totally different car. 
Uh, you got uh, you, you you won't slide through an intersection. You won't get killed. I highly recommend the winter tires I have for some time. Once you once you get the winter tires, you won't ever go back. All right. So everybody's got winter tires except for my car. And yesterday was a day where I take Diana's car in to get them. Uh, so I, I I throw the 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 winter set in the back of her car, and then you drive over there. You pay him 75 bucks a pop, not per tire, but to get the tires put on. And then that, that's it. And uh, you have to make it like an appointment. And this takes 20, 25 minutes. No big deal. So I'm sitting there. I'm doing my thing. And uh, there's this lonely lady sitting, uh, old elderly lady. And, and everybody is, no one is sitting by her. And she looks a little bit intimidated. You know, she's probably like, oh, somebody's going to rip me off. She looked to be, uh, you know, in her 70s. So I go, I'm going to go sit next to her. So I go walking up. I got this laptop here. I'm going to do some work. I approach her. And I always say hi. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a social butterfly. Everybody gets a hello, how are you, and a smile. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. How are you? I go, I'm fine, thanks. And, uh, you know, I maybe I might make the uh, obligatory weather comment. Boy, look at it. Sure is a sure is a great day. Tis the season. Oh, yes. It's, the sun hasn't been shining that much. That's why I'm here to get new tires. I want to make sure I stay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yes. My grandchildren were over. We had a nice meal. It was great. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I'm like, okay, this, um, she's opening up. She's blooming before my eyes. I can, she's peeling away the, uh, the trepidation on this sweet, sweet lady. Little did I know it pro uh, there, there's a reason why she's probably sitting alone. Um, and, and that, yeah, I'm just connecting dots here with the next thing that I'm about to tell you. Damn it. God, when this happened, I immediately got out my note taker and, and wrote it down at the tip top of my list of things to talk about on this stupid podcast. There it is. I can't say it. It'll, it'll, I'll end up revealing it to you. So they get her, uh, they get the work done on the car. Guys at the tire place are like, Mrs. So-and-so. She gets up. She is as far away from me as, uh, I mean, in that room. All right. Um, just beyond the end of the shot here. That's how far away as she walks in front of me. She's to my right. She has to walk in front of me to where they are. And my mom does this. And the the older folks have mastered it if i am walking along and i suddenly start to fart with every step i'm like looking around to see who noticed i'm like oh god i cannot believe i just did that excuse i'm i'm, I'm mortified i run out of there i leave my car there i don't i don't ever go back and get it 
older folks are so used to this that they have developed this this really really exquisite skill where it just doesn't happen with every step she took i heard these 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 loose uh uh rumbling farts it was step 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 and each step was As she walks, each step, it was the same, the the crunchy, and I'm like, well, it's not a, that's not fart. There's no way that that's fart. There is 0% chance that that is simply air leaving this woman's body. A 100% uh, chance that I am two feet away from uh yesterday's fish fish and chips dinner and she just kept walking didn't even didn't even bat an eye as she shit her pants right into my face <laughs> oh and i just look up as as she walks away and she doesn't bat an eye it is a it is a incredibly it's a it's a gift it's a gift from god to be able to be so uh oblivious to anyone else this is that you know they talk about how older folks they don't have a filter they say whatever the hell they want they come over for the weekend and they're oh boy your house is looking pretty crappy or they say something that's you're like that that happens and that also takes place concerning this. They don't. They don't even think for a second that that there's someone else there. That 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 this can be. Oh, what a what that must be pure bliss. Because, like I said, if I did that, I would be like, oh my god, what did I just do? I can't. I gotta get the hell out of here. This is terrible. We we're all we're all like affected by it. Not this lady. Hell no. Ooh. And she just went up, paid for her uh, the work done on her car, and off she went. And I just sat there and, and reveled in it. I was like, you know, you might as well like embrace this, embrace the fact that you are now. Uh, to her credit, it didn't it didn't smell. Now, of course, I don't know what orifice it came out of. It I'm assuming it was it was a it was a fart from where the the used food leaves, but it could have been. It well, it you know, it could have been. Uh, uh, probably not, but it could have been a fart from where the babies fly out, but that would have been I think that's um No, nah, I better just I better just not. And that is it. The wraps on another edition of the Best of the Eric Saint Show podcast. More tomorrow.